0: Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse?
1: With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider.
0: Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital.
1: Truth is, I help horses with people problems.
0: Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, (laughs) baby! Yeah!
2: Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, in the studio with my co-host, top equestrian Paulette Stout, and special guest, lifelong equestrian Debbie Pinfield. We had her daughter here last week, and it was so good, we decided we better get the senior version, but not very senior. (laughs) (laughs) I, I need to start off with news, but before we kick off, I have to tell you that um, today there is a, um, a BLM rally. Do you call it a rally? Really? Damn t- <laughs> BLM? You mean they're selling Mustangs in, Oca- <laughs> in Ocala? BLM. BLM.
3: <laughs> BLM.
2: Paulette thinks there's Mustangs <laughs> being adopted on the square tonight from the Bureau of Land Management.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is people. why
2: she is my co-host. No, there are not Mustangs being adopted <laughs> on the square tonight. It is the BLM that we're all very familiar with right now. Having no a rally down, down from 5 to 7, I think. Yes, that would be Black Lives Matter, not
5: Bureau, Bureau of Land of Man- Management. <laughs> it would have been more fitting and OK with <laughs> <laughs> the
2: Mustangs on. Hey, it's not a bad idea. Maybe we should call them. <laughs> Could we get Mustangs on the square? <laughs> We've got news for you. Then we have Dr. Seitz Turner from Peterson & Smith, who's going to be talking about sand colic and when it is most important or when it becomes important to do surgery. We're going to touch a little bit on that, ask a few questions. Then we are going to talk to Isaac Castillo, jockey, and his jockey agent. He just won his very, very first stakes race. Very excited for him, young man, 22, I think. Uh, Then we are going to switch it over to some British banter again with Debbie (laughs) Pinfield. We're going to talk a little bit about some of her adventures. She's had some really amazing ones all the way from the English countryside to the racetracks in California and more. So that's pretty cool. Then uh, we are going to have a pre-recorded segment, which will be episode one of the journey to Gypsy Gold, which is brilliant. We have seven episodes altogether of that to tell you really how the first Gypsy Vanna came to America and the story since then and all the bits in between. And it's really wonderful. And they're dear, dear friends of mine, Erin and Dennis, and also of Paulette's. Mm-hmm. who was a big Gypsy Vanna rider and fan. And uh, it should be a pretty cool, a pretty cool show. We're going to close it out last segment with just chit chat and wrapping everything up for the upcoming week. So starting out with some news. Unfortunately, we have some sad news. Yeah. Sorry. Pat Smullen passed away, Very only sad. 43, 43, nine-time yeah. Irish champion jockey mm-hmm. and 2016 Epson Derby winner. And
3: it was a year, almost a year to the day that they had the big fundraiser last year where they made millions when AP McCoy came out of retirement and he won the race, but Pat, did, uh, and he said, he was said, live each day.
2: And, uh, God bless him and his family. Absolutely. Sad. Lots of prayers. Uh, very sad, a very well-known uh, yeah, jockey and a very good jockey. Yeah. Uh, and with a very, very sad diagnosis and uh, very sad prayers to his, uh, to his family. Coming up, of course, uh, very strange spacing in the classic races this year in the Triple Crown Series. We've got uh, the Preakness coming up at the beginning of October. And Authentic's got some firm challenges who have already committed to the uh, Preakness Stakes. At least four other possibilities at the moment and several other candidates um, that apparently were moved out of the picture for October 3rd. Um, Pretty uh, interesting year that we've had Mm -hmm. uh, with these. Um, Third place derby finisher, Mr. Big News, is committed uh, for entry. Uh, and uh, Also art collector, happy saver, pneumatic, and thousand words. Uh, which I'm excited to see him come back. (laughs) Hopefully this time he stays upright (laughs) in the (laughs) (laughs) paddock. We're very glad he didn't get hurt. It'd be nice to see the the Mm -hmm. Florida bred back. So uh, this will, of course, be the Triple Crown finale for this year, running right up to just a month before the Breeders' Cup. Of course, now it is a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup as well, which is fantastic. And um, possibly, we're waiting to find out. Swiss Skydiver might be in Preakness. Wow, that would be... Interesting. Yeah, It's a long time since we've had a Billy win the Preakness, oh isn't it? Oh, gosh, I would say so. Like years and years. One. Was that Rachel? Or is there one since then? I think Rachel might be the last one. <laughs> so um, it's all going to be a bit exciting watching that race. Um, I really wish I was going to be there, but uh, they have actually just announced in the past week, less than a week, That the Breeders' Cup will not have spectators this year, (laughs) (laughs) so I cried buckets about that. And um, yeah, it'll be very sad. Yes, but anyway, shout out for. But hey, at
3: least it's running, right? That's true. Look on the bright side. Yes,
2: a lot of people have, I think, come back to an interest in racing this summer, as it's been really the only sport that's Mm. been in action and and carried on. So, um, so that's sad, but at least we can watch it and enjoy it and, and cheer on the horses, mm. and I think that the Horse of the Year uh, decision will be based really entirely on the Classic winner pretty much at this point, yeah. because it's been such a, such a strange year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see that, and um, we'll be holding on the decision on Tis the Law. We don't know for sure, but they are leaning towards it at the moment, and it'd be nice to see Authentic and Tis the Law, who were first and second in the derby, both started here in Ocala uh, with Eddie Woods and also with new episode training center and actually I was at the CEP breakfast this morning and Brian who always helps us there from Mojo's is actually the son of the Everard who have new episode and he's like well you know my dad trained is the law and I'm like Brian why did I forget that was your dad <laughs> congratulations <laughs> and he said yeah those last few minutes must have been oh. like really <laughs> gripping because it was so close so um so the preakness will be of course we'll keep you up to date on that Hopefully we'll find out uh, about Swiss Skydiver fairly soon once they make that decision. We're still, what, a couple of weeks out, or Mm -hmm. a little bit more than a couple of weeks out. Uh, Lots of prayers for everybody in the fires. Um, I just read that uh, Devonwood actually, Equestrian Centre, opened up for lots of people Mm -hmm. to come in with their horses. Some veterinarians actually came in, which is um, fortunate and unfortunate <laughs> at least there's somebody there to help sedate animals and and they've taken in a lot of people that's in oregon um so thank you to Devonwood. wood they've taken in a lot of evacuees i think it's scary enough to be in these fires
4: oh, yes. but to have
2: horses in these fires yeah. is you know is extra i <coughs> communicate a lot with with kelly barnes and lynn barnes jimmy barnes sisters mm. and they're in California, and they try and keep me up to date on what's going on, but it's such a worrying situation. Yeah, I have situation. people that I know
5: out in California that when they went to the Colorado Gypsy Fest, where I judged, they went home two days home only to evacuate 60-some horses. Wow. Gosh. So they didn't know which way the fires would be going, and you know they can change at any time. Well, that's the thing. They can turn mm-hmm. so And they quickly. go fast. Yeah. And it's yeah. when it's yeah. windy, it's worse. Yeah. 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 So prayers out to
2: Samantha mm-hmm. Van Sickle because she's the one that I know that's affected by it. Lots Mm. of prayers. Definitely very sad. Um, And in a little final piece of news before we wrap it up for this uh, first segment of the show, they are going to do the um, USEF annual meeting virtually, January 17 to 18, 2021. So hopefully that's not the way the rest of 2021 is going (laughs) to go.
5: And the Western
2: Dressage World Show is all virtual this year, too. It's virtually impossible Uh to go and enjoy (laughs) a horse event. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We'll have Dr. Seitz Turner with us from Peterson & Smith.
6: My name Jockey Mike
2: Smith, we're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the second segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. In the studio with me, I have co-host top equestrian Paulette Stout, and also lifelong equestrian special guest this week, Debbie Pinfield. Joining us by phone, Dr. Emma seitz Cherner from Peterson & Smith. Dr. Seitzchern, it's nice to have you back on the show with us. Thanks for having me. I'm going to talk about something that we have a really big problem with, especially uh, here in, in well, I should say in Ocala, but actually in Florida, and you probably have a little bit in California. Yeah. Uh, we do have quite a few occurrences of sand colic. Do you see quite a lot of cases of this?
7: Yeah, we actually do. Um, and. Uh, they tend to kind of happen more, you know, during the summer months. Surprisingly, but um, yeah, it's it's pretty common, and we have a lot of people ask us how to prevent it.
2: Yes, that's a good question. Actually, um, <laughs> so, what do you recommend for preventative? Do you recommend the supplements that you can use that have the uh, the equi, um, Cilium. The equi- Cilium, yeah. that like the equate <laughs> sand clear? Do you recommend any supplementation to prevent?
7: Yeah, we actually recommend um, Metamucil, so just straight psyllium, any brand is fine. You know, the more psyllium in it, the better. Um, we tend to recommend the sugar-free variety because it's a little bit healthier for um, the horses. And, and uh, usually, um, if you can get your horse to eat about two cups to three cups a day, every every day for a week, every month, um, out of every month, that usually tends to keep them pretty pretty clear it out um, and even if they already have sand by the time you start that that can really help clear them out and then keep them you know sand free
2: so just regular people metamucil yeah yes.
7: just regular people oh, wow. metamucil clear- um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's actually yes. cheaper than a lot of those
7: <laughs> fancy you know supplements and they just have a lot more psyllium than the other the other supplements that are out there and they're a lot more effective it's interesting is that research-based it is. Um, I don't believe there's a paper that compared Metamucil with other um, other products. Um, there is a paper that looked at uh, the the kind of the rate of clearing of sand um, with different sort of uh, I guess uh, products that you can feed down the tube. So with or without oil, with or without Epsom salts. Um, and then with or without psyllium. And this, the combination of psyllium and Epsom salts, which was actually the most effective, mm. but obviously you the can't really to feed Epsom salts. It's <laughs> also horse. Yeah. So, um, right, yeah. psyllium that's is right. definitely a good way to go. And it's just this, this actual psyllium component is, is the part that gels together and, and, t- and you know, takes the sand with it kind of. So that's the, the active component of what we need.
2: Interesting. Mm. Now, when you arrive at a call, um, from for a colic uh, and you're trying to determine the cause, what is the, the best way for you to diagnose that it's caused by sand?
7: Yeah, so unfortunately a sand colic kind of presents as a usual, you know, typical colic most of the time. Um, so rolling, gas distension, off-feed, that kind of thing. Um, with sand colics, we do tend to see a little bit more uh, diarrhea because the actual sand in the colon can irritate the, the lining of the colon and it can cause some diarrhea. Um, so sometimes if that comes along with the history or if we see it on the horse, we're a little bit suspicious. Um, and then another feature that sometimes we see, um, especially with sand colic is some gas distension because basically when they're colicking, they're they're stopped up, you know, they have an infection they kind of accumulate gas behind that impaction and then they can get quite distended. So if we see a horse, it's got a little bit of loose loose manure, really gas-distended, and also obviously, you know, the environment, If I guess in Florida, you just kind of assume that they probably have some sand in there, but if they're on a sandy lot, that kind of thing, that's that's a little bit suspicious for sand colic.
2: Okay, and then do you do um, rectal palpation when you're uh, visiting what you think is a, a sand colic?
7: Yeah, definitely, and that'll help us determine if there's gas distension, especially in a large pooling. Um So yeah, that's definitely helpful. And if we're lucky, we will literally pull sand out of the horse's rectum. You know, if there's if they're managing to pass sand, but sometimes part of the problem is they're not passing that sand. It's stuck, you know, somewhere else in the GI tract. Um, so sometimes we won't we won't necessarily feel sand in the rectum itself, um, just the gas distension.
2: Do you recommend anything um, other than banamine or uh, is there anything that you recommend giving to the horse while the owner is waiting for you to arrive? Yeah, I
3: was going to say, what what is your recommendation? What do we do whilst we're waiting you right. for you to come because there's so many different views on what we right, should it's do. Different me.
7: Yeah, I guess I would say, you know, check in with your veterinarian, because um, depending on how far out they are from you and um, what they have on their truck and such, they might they might prefer for you to just wait and they can give IV Banamine or if you feel comfortable giving IV Banamine, I think banamine's is probably the most helpful um, thing in kind of an acute situation, you know, for the colic um, to help with, with the pain. Um, and then if you have sedation feel comfortable giving sedation that's another option but i, I always tend to tell people you know check in with your veterinarians depending on how far out they are from you and um, what their plan is they'll they'll tell you what they prefer should um, we you giving Elmer
3: should we walk the horse should, what is your idea
2: what I should I always like walking I, and yeah, it makes me feel bad. it's an old fashioned thing
3: <laughs> that we keep them moving me it it
2: something to do doesn't it yeah walking is it's it going to be something. a song
7: So long as you can do it safely, you know, for you and the horse, Um, but sometimes walking does take their mind off of it a little bit. And there are um, some indications that walking actually helps gastrointestinal motility. So it might actually stimulate things to kind of move around. Um, And we will do that actually, um, you know, when we treat horses in the hospital, walking is is a feature of of one of the many things that we treat horses with. Um, So yeah, that can be helpful if it can be done safely for everyone. Yeah.
2: And at what point do you determine if surgery is going to be necessary and is that quite often with the colic, or do you usually find that they do resolve?
7: Most of them we are able to resolve medically um, and some of that treatment can be quite aggressive you know with lots of IV fluids, lots of tubings. Um, with the decision making to go to surgery, there's a couple factors, I'd say the, the most um, obvious factor is the, the horse's pain level. And if we can't keep that horse comfortable, if we can't relieve their pain with medical, you know, management basically, then um, we usually talk about surgery with the owner and say, you know, this this is probably something that we need to go in and, and fix, um, just based on the pain levels. And then there's other aspects, um, you know, the blood work, um, the rest of the physical exam. If the horse has a very high heart rate and the blood work is very abnormal, those are a little bit more concerning. Um, and uh, we tend to also ultrasound these horses. Um, and sometimes you can see some sand on the ultrasound. The best, the best way to really diagnose if there's sand in the GI tract of a horse is obviously to do surgery. But beyond that is to do um, abdominal x-rays. And um, that is something that's hard to do in the field. Um, so usually that requires referral because you need a, a big x-ray machine. Um, but just knowing if the horse you know, is very painful and we see those, that sand on x-ray um, it can kind of guide us whether we want to go to surgery um, sooner rather than later.
2: Right, that makes sense. Um, last question for you, doctor. Um, diet for the next few days mm-hmm. if surgery is not necessary. Any recommendations for a horse that's had some, you know, quite a bit of sand enough to cause a colic?
7: Yeah, so once the horse is passing manure and comfortable, um we also like to oil the horses so that way we can see once the oil comes out you know the other end basically we can kind of uh feel good about everything moving through there and going in the right direction um basically just slow refeeding is is key you don't you don't want to you know throw them at um, their usual ration and then expect them to be okay so right. uh, what we typically do is a flake every you know three times a day kind of mm-hmm. spread out through the day right. and then if they tolerate that well then go to free choice.
2: Wonderful thank you Dr. Seitz-Turner lots of great mm-hmm. information on Sankolic love having you on the show look forward to having you back soon. Thanks. Thank you. Dr. Seitz-Turner from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital coming back we're going to have Isaac Castillo jockey doing very well right now. We're going to be chatting to him thanks to Lisa and Bobby Bolger. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back.
1: This show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the horse talk show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance. Promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple. To be the leader in quality and value, Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars, and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs.
6: Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show.
2: Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa in the studio, Mm -hmm. with me guest co-host Debbie Pinfield, Mm -hmm. who is a top equestrian. And joining us Mm -hmm. by phone, Uh, We have a very special guest. Thank you Mm -hmm. to Lisa and Bobby Bolger. I am going to slow down and speak a lot slower than usual because the young man that we have joining us uh, by phone is Isaac Stillo. He's doing very, very well in the racing world, (coughs) which, Debbie, you're very familiar with. And um, we'd like to have him on as a special guest with his jockey agent, Dylan Fazio. Uh, I spoke to Dylan this week, and he said, yes, Isaac would love to come on the show. So if you're joining us on Facebook, you're gonna get to see some photos. He actually had his first stakes win just recently, which is very, very exciting, and he's way up there in the jockey standings right now. So I feel like maybe in the future, who knows, we might see him in the Kentucky Derby one of these days. Um, But first of all, I'd like to welcome him to the show. Isaac, welcome to the Horse Talk Show.
6: Hello, thank you for the invite on your show. We are really happy because that's, that's, that help us uh, in our business and you know like it shows that we're growing up in the horse racing industry. So we appreciate your the the conversation we will have with you today.
2: Wow, I'm impressed. That was really good. <laughs> and better than my Spanish. I know. Isaac, where are you from?
6: I am from Panama.
2: Lovely. Lovely. I want to go there. <laughs> Beautiful place. Isaac, tell us a little bit about coming to America. How long have you been here?
6: Um, I came to America in 2017. Sorry, in December, 2016, I first uh, came to Florida in Gostring Park, and uh, and after the winter time, I came on the summer 2017 for first time to New Jersey.
2: So you came to Monmouth Park, right?
6: Yeah. In, 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 some, in, in April 2017 was my first year here in, in Monmouth Park.
2: So um, Bobby and, and Lisa just sent us um, an email with some information and they said that you have 19 wins and you're eighth in the jockey standings and that you've already passed your win total from last year, and that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Plus then also winning the Regret Stakes on Bronx Beauty. Tell us about that.
6: Yes, I'm um, very happy for all the success I've been watching in my career during this time. Also, by the way, I can say, I've been practicing more the English At first, when I I came, um, my English was, let's say, like, maybe from 1 to 10, it was maybe a 2. So, now at the time, practicing, Mm -hmm. and also my friends helping me, also, my agent, Dylan, is the only language that he speaks, so I have to try harder.
2: (laughs) Well, you're doing fabulous right now, so...
6: Thank you. Thank you. Um, So about me being eight in the standing, very happy because like I mentioned before, 2017, my first year here, I win about 11 races. I just wrote for one trainer that helped me at first. And then after that, the next year, I started getting more involved in the business as well and I could see that I could do better so last year uh, 2019 um, is when I decided to start uh, to jump like we say in the water and start um, diving getting deeper to see where I can get and Working every day I can I can see I've been better. Last you say. I already went over my record of last year, which I am really happy and with less mound this year compared to last year. And and also thanks to my agent who have been making an amazing job helping me to get in good barns with good people, good horses, good horsemen. And it's been like we both new guys, new faces around the track, be making a good job on both of us, getting more experience, more confidence, and improving better, showing people in the track that we can do it, like like the big time jockey and big time agents.
2: That's amazing. Him. Well, I'm really impressed with your English. <laughs> and his work ethic. <laughs> yes. Um Dylan. practiced a lot, Lisa. Dylan, you're right there, right? Yes, I am. So um, Bobby and Lisa's email said that um, uh, Isaac has really great work ethic. And um, I know that you can speak about that um, and tell us, you know, uh, why Isaac, and and how come? I mean, we're impressed mm, right now, just listening. Uh, just listening to to what he has to say. But uh, tell us a little bit, uh, Dylan, about why it's so good for you to be his agent.
8: Well, I just gotta say, I think I'm very lucky to have Isaac because all I've heard from trainers, their feedback is that I I, I tell a time to Isaac, and he's there at that at the minute, uh, if not a little bit later. But um. I'm really lucky to have Isaac and he's a, he's a hard worker. I haven't heard anything negative about him. I think that that's why we're really doing successful because I could put him in the right barns, but if he's not showing up on time and doing his, his job, they're not gonna ride us. So I have to give all the credit to Isaac because if I, had, I don't think if I, if I didn't have Isaac, I, we wouldn't be doing this successful.
2: That's right. How excited were you about Bronx Beauty? That has to have been a, a great moment.
8: I was, it was really exhilarating to be there and and see everyone going crazy and it, it, it's it's crazy to see the, the journey he's been on and, and to see where he's come from and now where he is today it's just an amazing experience
2: thank you so much isaac we have about 30 seconds left in this segment it just flew by um we just want to tell you good luck in your career we'd love to have you back on the show again in the future and you can uh, tell us about more accomplishments. We know we're going to see you do great things in the race world.
6: Thank you very much. Um, and we're really happy to be part of your program. And whenever you would like us to be in again, we're more than, than pleasure to be at your program.
2: Lovely. Well, I'll either find you at Monmouth Park or I'll find you at Goldstream for sure with the camera. Thank you, Isaac, for joining us, and all the best to you and Dylan. Thank,
8: Thank you. Lisa. appreciate that.
2: We'll be back in just a few minutes on the second half of the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us.
1: This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally, and are the green natural solution, too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information.
2: Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter, and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter, and younger you. Happy, healthy horses live in fly-free barns. Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family owned, licensed and insured. Get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your Acres. Check them out now at AcresPestControl.com. That's A-K-E-R-S PestControl.com.
0: This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this.
4: With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barker. You're fab.
0: You're switched on. You're a bit of all right. Yes.
2: (laughs) Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our Facebook broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Shout out for pulse, center of Ocala. If you are an equestrian and you are not being pulsed, then you are missing out. I have got some great testimonials from equestrians whose bodies have been bent and stretched in all sorts of directions for many, many years. Uh, We're all real hard on our bodies between all the things we do around the barn and all the things we do on horseback. You need some PEMF. And it will make a life-changing difference, I can tell you. I beat the heck out of myself all weekend on the farm. Monday, I felt exhausted. I took my lunch break at uh, Pulse. I fell asleep on the bed. Sorry, Dan, if I was snoring. (laughs) But it works. It's brilliant. So if you've worked really hard all your life or you just worked really hard last weekend, it's where you need to be, Pulse Center of Ocala. Uh, please check them out find them online make an appointment and get in there uh, They've got packages you can buy like five sessions or 20 sessions whatever you need and get in there I'm once a week right now wish I had more time and could fit into We are going to switch over. Um, we had Isaac Castillo. Um, what a lovely guy. Uh, what yeah. a great story um, I've got guest co-host Debbie Pinfield in here today before she leaves for California to change her once. And my regular to... co-host, Darpequestrian <laughs> Four <laughs> Light Stout, is with us grinning away. Uh over there she came with her jacket because she finds it a bit nippy here in it's the studio. <laughs> it's it's you freezing. didn't say it today. <laughs> <laughs> uh but we're gonna talk a little bit uh to Debbie. We're gonna sort of start out, I think, in England. After chatting to her, was that last night we were chatting? Yes, yeah, she was chatting. Yeah, we were chatting, chatting. last night at the Street. Of, yeah. and, and I had no idea she had such great stories, so I said, hey, why don't you come tomorrow and let's chat?
3: Yeah. And yeah. We could have some British banter. More banter. <laughs> I they don't get bored with it. <laughs> what was it you said earlier? Um, what did I say? You said, um, oh. yes, Nora. No, I can't say it. Beep beep Nora.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's that? You can say that one. All
3: right, Bloody Nora. Bloody Nora. (laughs) That's like. Where does that come from? I haven't a clue, but when my kids first heard it, they completely wet themselves and wonder what, what I was on about. We're going to have to um, Google that. <laughs> what you were on it, about. So if
2: you know, I almost wet myself. I haven't <laughs> heard that for a long time either. So if you want to Google what bloody Nora yeah, is, Nora must do. have got into trouble. Her. Yeah, You can comment on the show and we'll send you something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit about growing up in England and being an yeah. equestrian. And we've got um, some lovely photos if you're joining us uh, on Facebook that you can see.
3: Yeah, no, my parents weren't horsey. My dad was a farmer. Um, I think, I I don't know, I think it came from my grandparents, probably. My grandfather was a head lad for a very good trainer called George Todd many years ago. And um, I used to sit in my front garden waiting for pony rides. And then I, I got lucky. A very rich lady saw me riding a pony at a local show. And I got to ride some fantastic show horses, show ponies. Um, All around the country, I used to get flown to Scotland and Jersey and great experience, great grounding for everything. And then I was living in Lambourne, so that's racing. Love Lambourne. So one of my first jobs, I was a part-time secretary for a man called Taffy Salomon. And he had a horse that uh, won the Topham Trophy and then the next two days later was second in the Grand National. Yeah, called Church Town Boy. Oh and my then gosh. Yeah, it takes some doing. Yeah. And then I was secretary for Jenny Pittman, the first woman to win the Grand National. Wow. Who, you really? God. Yeah. So I great. Mean, I had some great grounding. I have the greatest respect for her. hard, tough, but a heart of gold underneath it all and I learnt a lot, a hell of a lot. She was a great horsewoman. Um, and then I sort of did point-to-pointing myself. I always did venting, showing. I like show jumping, a bit of everything, really. And um, just sort of went that way and then always kept going back to the racing. And uh, I... Why? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> because I think the thrill of the
2: speed. I know, you know it know. is. There's I'm something does it for about me, too. It. I love all horse sports. I love watching them all. Yeah. I love doing them all. But something it's something about racing yeah. that is so
3: exciting. It's just exhilarating, and it is. It's that feeling when you're on it. I was very lucky to ride a very good horse there called Big Jag um, at home, and uh, he won the Dubai Golden Shaheen in Dubai on World Cup night many years ago now. But he was a five, by a $500 stallion just a freak of a horse, but so fast. And it was the best feeling in the world, you know, when I used to work him and stuff, and um, he was like a he was family, and we used to feed him Guinness and extra strong mints. I said, it just Guinness. And <laughs> an <laughs> an extra strong, yeah. an extra strong, oh, strong mints. Oh, they love polo yeah. mints Well, he used to, we Guinness. used to travel. We went to Hong Kong, Breeders' Cup, Dubai, and he started off... He was just a claimer when we got him, but I used to do a lot of flat work with him. And it, because he was so big, he had a, sound, a lot of soundness issues with his knees. But because I was able to put the emphasis on the back end, he then started to be able to really use his engine and he turned from a nice horse to a great horse and um, we were just very lucky it was a great journey but I used to take the kids shopping and buy big jag beer we used to call it (laughs) and when I went to Dubai of course it's a dry country you know you have to have an allowance to have beer so they used I used to go to the golf club at uh, Nadal Sheba it was then and used to ask for big jag beer and it Sheikh Mohammed said it was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he was quite famous for his Guinness. Um, So yeah, no, I had lots of wonderful journeys. I was lucky. Before that, I worked for Bill Shoemaker, who was, again, the best boss in the world, taught me so much. and again, went all around the world country with his horses. Um, just the greatest experience. And one at the, at the time, you didn't get that in England. You didn't get that coverage or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I was very, very lucky. And. Um, you know, it just sort of has gone on from there, really, and I've then been lucky that within my children, you know, I've been able to, you know, I've got one who loves the horses, her passion is horses, one's her passion is the chef, but she still rides and loves it <laughs> and <laughs> is a part of the team, you know, always has been, and um, I'm lucky then to sort of be able to pass it on, hopefully. So
2: I met Debbie, at Golden O'Cala a few weeks ago, I feel like I've known her my whole life, and now I'm going to Ascot with her next year. Royal and I'm probably Astrid going look to out. Go to California and see her in November. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all good, but we've only got thirty seconds left. So um but Debbie's gonna stay with us and we're gonna have the last segment with her as well so we can have a bit of a laugh. But since we're on a bit of a British banter kick anyway, <laughs> and we've been What's talking about England We're now going to take you to the Gypsy Gold Farm, the number one thing to do in this entire area. And it's like number four or five, including all the Disney parks in Florida on TripAdvisor. And it is now in the top 10% of things to do in the world. Wow. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet. We'll be right back.
0: This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy. Find new roads.
2: The Equine Performance Centre Opala, with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today, is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. Acres Pest Control offers a variety of professional pest control services for farm owners, residential and commercial customers. Control pests, fire ants, mosquitoes, rodents, and more. Also offering fly misting systems with speedy response, friendly service, and effective pest control techniques. No contracts and affordable, effective pest control. Acres, A K E R S, is the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com.
0: This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors on West Highway 40. Stock up for summer and fly season now with fly masks, fly control and spray, vaccines and all you need for a Florida summer. Tons of farrier supplies, health care and stable supplies at TT Distributors. Like them on Facebook or online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame
6: jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show.
2: I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show here at the Gypsy Gold Farm Tour. This is actually the most popular thing to do in this area and I'm not surprised because it certainly is an experience. A little bit like stepping back in history into the incredible and exciting world of the gypsies and the horses that they love. And also a wonderful tourist attraction for Ocala Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. One of my favorite places to come, and certainly a couple of my favorite people to visit with. But well, we're going to start off with a few years ago, and we're going to talk to Dennis Thompson and his wife, Erin Mahoney Thompson, about how they got started out in the love of anything four legged. Dennis, thanks for having us back here again. Love being with you. Great you. Yeah. T- back. Thank you. Yeah. Tell us about when you were a little tyke. Did you always love animals so much?
4: Extreme. Yeah. 1949, I lived in a one-room chicken coop in northern Indiana. No heat, no water, two-by-four bunk beds. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was a chicken coop full of love and, and parents who believed they could do anything. And my mother wound up with the first McDonald's in America with a hitching post. And Amish country in Indiana. Yeah. And my father's master's thesis was turned into a text for high school industrial arts. I was an extreme animal lover as a child, called me the guppy god in the fourth grade because I'd take <laughs> mason jars full of baby guppies to school and sell them for a nickel apiece. Matter of fact, my neighbor, Mr. Flanagan, raised Shetland ponies, and uh, that was the 1950s. Uh, there was an invasion of Shetland ponies from Great Britain. <laughs> and uh, I tell people I believe it was an effort to take our country back <laughs> by destroying our children. <laughs> <laughs> That's about
7: spot on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We had a big weeping willow tree in the front yard. And. Uh, I would take branches from that willow tree and go to Mr. Flanagan's. He had an apple orchard. And I'd climb over the fence and make bridles and reins out of those willow trees. And I'd get on those ponies. And I would inevitably have to fall off before they got to the barn. Because they'd go, they'd go run into Mr. Flanagan, and I'd get caught. if. <laughs> so... Yeah, so my love for ponies or love for horses started very early. But, uh, yeah, so uh, it's either born with that or you're not, you know. And uh, I hung out at pet stores as a teenager. And at 18, one of those stores asked me to work for him. And it was owned by the man that invented kitty litter, Ed Ed Lowe. Matter of fact, just recently I had an interesting thing. Uh, People who watch your show will remember an actress called Kim Novak. Uh, Beautiful actress. Uh, I forget what, there was one movie she was particularly famous for. But I wrote her maybe 10 days ago. There was a segment about her on CBS, and she was driving a Gypsy Vanner horse. She's 85 years old now. Yeah. But it was her cousin and his wife who actually hired me at that pet store. Yeah. Yeah, from Chicago. They they managed one of the top pet stores in America and Ed Lowe hired them to design the ultimate pet store. Ed Lowe's the man who invented kitty litter. So, yeah, crazy crazy story, crazy And
2: then story. you were the one responsible for the for the collar, right?
4: Well, I wound up managing his stores and then uh, for the next I don't know, probably 40 years, I designed products for animals and set international distribution in the animal products industry, and I am responsible for adjustable dog collars and adjustable dog harnesses, and so the passion, uh, it never ended, it's still there uh, today, you know. It's still there.
2: For sure, yes, absolutely, it is a lifelong love, there's no doubt. Erin, and what about you? You've always been an animal horse lover, right? I
9: would would say it didn't really start with horses. I'm really just an animal lover. You know, it's all animals um, have always had my heart and I've always been attracted to everybody's pet. You know, they liked me, I liked them. Um, Although I was not really allowed to have pets growing up. Um, My mother's sister, they have a farm in Annapolis, 80 acres, and every summer I adopted their you know, livestock, (laughs) much to their chagrin, because they didn't want to have to tell me that they would eat them eventually. Uh, So it's kind of a joke, you know, you know, fluffums died shortly after I left, I'm sure. But, um, you know, it's just funny, you know, rabbits, you know, every summer I had my own rabbit, Um, you know, it was our job to go out and milk the cow and collect the eggs and, you know, get pecked by all the chickens. And it was always so much fun. You know, Uh, they taught me how to shoot my first shotgun, you know, it was just every summer was an adventure um, of playing ditch him in in the woods you know for you know 80 acres they had um you know i was with them when they baled hay and you know it was a a day-long affair Um, i picked vegetables you know you're there on the farm for five minutes they have you doing something that will last you at least a day you know so it's kind of um i never lost my love for all animals Um, it wasn't really until dennis um, that I've kind of fallen in love with horses. Um, for me, uh, my family had commodity; they raised the animals for, you know, dairy cows and. Uh, for beef and turkeys and chickens and, you know, for their eggs and for meat. Um, so horses were a different, they had a Shetland pony that tried to kill me. So, so um, really horses were a different thing. Um, when I was adult, um, I became interested in horses and learned how to ride. Um, I learned how to ride on an Arabian. Um, loved riding, um, and that will always be with me to this day. You know, every day. You know, I just love. I just love horses, obviously. But um, my love for them grew as an adult. So certainly
2: easy to do, isn't yes. it?
9: And I and I tell Dennis the Gypsy Vanner horse ruined all other breeds for me. I'll love every horse, obviously, because I'm an animal lover. But um, the Gypsy Vanner horse, because of their temperament and their beauty and just their overall. Um, the fairy tale yeah fairy tale quality it's just there's something about them that's so majestic and calm and beautiful and um, and plus Dennis isn't so bad either I was gonna (laughs) say
2: who who swept you off your feet
9: Dennis or the horses I would say you know it's funny thing is when I met Dennis I really I had no idea who he was Um, so it it, I was very naive I didn't realize, you know. Now, like, ask me, ask me now if I would do it all over again. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. But it's, you know, it's, um, it's beautiful, and then people can see from the outside how amazing, you know, this breed is and how beautiful it is. But to own animals and to actually have a business um, breeding and teaching people about animals, it is a 365-day, you know, and, uh, you know, day-year job. It's, it, there's no walking away from it obviously um so it's love and dedication for sure and you know there is a heartache involved you know it's all the horses become your babies you know all the animals you become intimately involved with them and you know their personalities you know their whinnies you know their you know their just all their idiosyncrasies um and it's something so beautiful about that Um, it makes it it makes it worth it uh, you know, it's yes, family, yes, it? It, it truly is. You know, it truly is. Like I love them. Uh, I love each and every one of them for different reasons. And so. it's an
2: early in the morning until late. Oh, early, of love. I
9: would say yes. And thank God for Gabriel, as you know, um, he is a godsend. And we have two volunteers that work for us, um, Janet and Don, um, that are just amazing with the birds. And um, we're lucky to have a few really special people that come and help out of the love for just doing something with their day and dedicating themselves to animals that love their care and and uh, yeah, their special care. Don makes all the bird toys for the birds. And you know, it's just something really special about people who come out and just love the animals as much as you do. So when, we're grateful. When you were a
2: little girl, did you ever imagine that you might end up doing this?
9: Not in a million years. <laughs> I could not have dreamt it. Honestly, like I was always the child in my family that was begging for a cat begging for a dog endlessly begging you know and they wouldn't let me you know
2: be careful what you wish for right
9: i mean it's really crazy when i look back on it um i couldn't have dreamt it but it is for me the best part of my week is you know i always joke with dennis sundays are just magical because we don't have anybody that comes and works here so on sundays it's just dennis and i so we go out and it's just no tractors are running you know you just hear all the horses you hear the munching in the background and the birds squawking away there's something so magical about this place you know this
2: place is magical we're at the end of this segment but fortunately we're coming right back and we've got lots more to tell you about dennis and erin and gypsy gold horse farm i'm louisa barton for the horse talk show
0: This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors on West Highway 40. Stock up for summer and fly season now with fly masks, fly control and spray, vaccines and all you need for a Florida summer. Tons of farrier supplies, health care and stable supplies at TT Distributors. Like them on Facebook or online at ttdistributors.com.
1: this show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tack Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. This
0: hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala experience a difference in buying palm makes it simple with no pressure the best sales staff and lots of inventory experience the difference at palm chevy in ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com palm chevy buy new roads
6: hi this is hall of fame jockey mike smith we're listening to the horse talk show
2: back on the last segment of the horse talk show this week presented by palm chevrolet your hometown chevy experience thank you to larson farms our broadcast sponsor idaho's finest alfalfa shout out for mayberry farm who bought a fabulous horse at keeneland nine hundred and fifty thousand. i had to send a quick message to april today and say take a good look at this horse now because the chances are You're going to see it show up in some very important races in the future because that usually is what happens with any Mayberry Farm graduate. So uh, April, well done. I'm sure it'll Mm. be a good one. Looks nice, (laughs) beautiful, right? Gorgeous. So we're going to wrap up the show just um, talking horse a little bit uh, to you. um, British banter, Debbie.
3: I
5: don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
2: Some of our favorite expressions like, don't get your knickers in a twist. twist yeah, absolutely. I mean, is that the same thing as don't get your panties in a wad? Yes. <laughs> but knickers in a twist sounds much better, does <laughs> Panties in a wad.
5: <laughs> See, that's the Western terms.
2: What about some horse terminology that we use in England they don't use here? I hear things sometimes and go, ooh, yeah. Well, when I first came a to numb- England. A Yeah. You don't num-na. call it yeah.
5: a numna, do it's you? A, it's a blanket. A saddle blanket.
3: A saddle pad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our um, sheepskin num-na. noseband, shadow roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we
5: got those. Yeah, mm-hmm. shadow roll. But well, we don't call them shadow rolls. No, we I don't. call it a dead rabbit.
7: <laughs> because that's what it looks like. When you put one of
5: those shadow, the big fluffy shadow rolls look like you just put a dead rabbit on their face. <laughs> You know, when they're white and fluffy, well, what we, can you
3: do
2: with them?
3: Don't, we don't emphasize so much on, you know, posting, things
2: like that. No, we yeah. actually call it rising to the trot, yeah, don't we? Yeah, rising. I didn't know what posting, posting. was when yeah. I, we, <laughs> say, prepare like I
3: post. To. we say prepare to trot, rising yes. trot.
2: Prepare to trot.
3: Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taking our BHS exams. Yes, <laughs> do you
2: remember? Post. Stoneley Abbey.
3: <laughs> do I remember?
2: Stoneley Abbey. Yes, school. I used
3: to... Well, Stonely Abbey, I used to, we used to have the Pony Club Championships okay, there. Okay, so that's so I where to, I
2: used to ride, wow. was it Stonely ran Abbey. There. I've been yeah. around
3: there out of control a few so times. So
2: <laughs> There was a field at the end of the road at Stonely Abbey called Sixty Acre, because yeah. it was well, Sixty do you know, Acres. Do you know what I <laughs> notice
5: more is when I see pictures of people in England, they use a lot of pelhams, a lot of double reins, yeah, a lot of double bridles. The show horses, though, we, we would... Yeah, also. but we don't, we usually, you'll see more just in plain snaffles.
3: Yeah. Um,
5: in the show horses, once
3: you get to the open classes, you would wear, you would have a double bridle, things like that.
5: The show o- over fences showing. or no. on the on the rail? Whatever, what uh, would you call that? On the rail. Translate! <laughs> 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 showing, darling. <laughs> showing! On the rail. <laughs> oh, well, it's rail. over fences <laughs> or on the rail. Or, um,. What would you say? Jumping on the flat? On, yeah. the flat? on the flat. On the flat. We got there
3: eventually. <laughs> <laughs> on
5: the flat is Hunter. On the rail, show horses. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So it's. Uh, yes, yeah, so, you know, when I watch the people teaching over here, um, yeah, I mean, it is totally different. Isn't it? In yeah. what way? Well, because in England, we very much have a set way. We have the... There's only
5: one way, by God. <laughs> no, it's
3: by the BHS, I have you know, yes. the
5: British Horse Society. British Horse Society. Yes.
3: And um, so, really, especially now in this day and age, you have to have those qualifications. So there is very much a, a regime and a, a system that a we regime. go through. A yeah. regime. Okay. <laughs> a regime. Oh a
2: regime. A
5: regime.
3: Who's mocking who? I don't <laughs> know. I have
5: like they now say. I'm used to hearing it, so now I can sort of figure out the terminology sometimes. They say
2: imitation is the highest form of flattery.
5: Yeah. There you go. So
2: bad. I'm she trying did. to learn it.
5: They're <laughs> <laughs> putting me back. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm
3: moving out of sight. <laughs> She's moving away from me. <laughs> She's trying to get out of here, away from the
5: bricks. She's like Yeah. I'm not really sure <laughs> about me? you. <laughs> <laughs> the regime oh dear so so okay. tell
2: me the difference, okay, I'm what is teaching. the biggest difference in in riding? You have and diagonals, and don't you? Yes, or do we you have
3: it? diagonals very much so.
2: Paulette, we invented diagonals okay. <laughs> okay We invented riding now there you go
3: We invented yes. horses. <laughs> You can't, oh, no. don't get me started. You're, get, you're getting her started. Yeah. You cannot beat the basics. <laughs> no. You know, And I think in this day and age, we are the horsemen, horsewomen are the minority, and it's getting very scary, I'll be honest. It is.
5: Um, but isn't in Europe everybody rides? It's not so much in the United States, but in Europe you're kind of brought up that way, aren't you? Or is oh, it going yeah. away? It's
3: totally different, but... W- you know, in my day, we were brought up in the field, hunting and all that. But it has changed. Hunting as on horses, yes. not with Horse fox hunting. Yeah. Yes. No, we don't have guns over there.
5: Well, guns. hunting no. here, you have guns. <laughs> no, my, my my AR 15 I know, my AR-15 would never <laughs> fit in. <laughs> 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 Darling,
3: we call it fox hunting. Okay. But,
2: <laughs> but we well, just shorten it Ooh. hunting, and I'm thinking but that's that we have only guns. It. You have actual actual fox hunting. Actual
3: fox hunting is now illegal, so we just play. Yeah. We just play. We
2: just have a drag, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. But um, whereas that has very much changed now with farming and industries and everything, a lot of the farms have turned over to having horses and arenas. So that you're still in that, you're now in that era of people learning to ride in an arena. Yes. Which is fine and great, but it means So
5: basically you learn to ride... Going cross country. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, I mean they. You, you so didn't go in or, an arena. You were, so you were hang so on so no, for dear life so or nobody, die. So nobody <laughs> was saying sit up, heels down. Oh yes, yes they were. Uh, in the riding lessons, you, you oh go for your riding lessons. But Peels
3: down, you have toes up,
2: Peels down. I had up. a great <laughs> riding
3: teacher. She, they were very famous. It was, seven, it was seven sisters, and they were the lady wrote a book, Lorna Payne. She was quite a legend, and she just happened to live locally. But yes, I mean we we would have a riding lesson one week. She had a tiny, it wasn't an arena, it was just a little dirt patch. But we would, she would teach us around the edge of the farmer's fields. She had arrangements with the farmer's fields. So it wasn't would, an
5: arena. It was just no. a track.
3: Yeah, but we, she had a little arena which with the jumps in. But we would have one lesson one week in there. And then next week, we'd go out on a ride. We're still learning to ride, but out and about. On a hack. On a hack, as such. <laughs> it's yeah. called going on a hack. Yeah. 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 Trail riding darling. Yes, trail riding. Trail riding. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> trail riding
2: hack. Well trail we have riding. one minute left that yeah. flew by. That was really fun. <laughs> it was sort of like we took you to England for a little bit today between <laughs> Absolutely the fabulous. Absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> fabulous and having Debbie in the studio and we're trying to stop her from leaving to go to California. Uh-uh. Uh, mm-hmm. But we've got to wrap it up. We've got a great show coming up for you next week. Lots of exciting stuff. Actually, the next couple of weeks, we have some really, really exciting guests going to be uh, on the show. And then we'll be back into full swing of season here in the Horse Capital almost. And uh, we'll have lots more. And hopefully, all our events won't be virtual. And hopefully, mm. COVID will be gone. Yes, yeah. COVID. Gone. I think COVID gone. will be gone. And I'm going to pop down to the square now and see if there's any Mustangs There's <laughs> <laughs> <top laughs> <stem. laughs> Because apparently the BLM is here.
3: If not, it's going (laughs) to be Mustang Sally.
5: Mustang (laughs) Sally.
2: Whether you are in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around. Until next time.